Hello everyone and welcome back to On Cloud Anime, where for today's topic we will be discussing the world of animation. And in today's episode, I'm joined by my fellow co-host Sky. Hello anime fans, new and old. I'm Sky and welcome back to On Cloud Anime. And our very first special guest, known for his knowledge on animation that he ever so kindly shares with us, bringing a rise to Sakuga Talk and the creator of the masterpiece, Oiled Up Makima Twerking. Please welcome Poi Pop. Hello, uh, I'm Poi Pop. I'm going to be going on these guys' podcasts and really just answering anything they want. All right. Yeah, no. Honestly, um, Poi Pop, I've actually been watching your content for a decent amount of time. If I'm correct, I think it was like early summer. And to be honest, when I first reached out to you, I didn't even think you were going to reply. So it's really an honor to have you here today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no problem. All right. So the first question uh, I have to ask is just overall thoughts on like JJK season two. So obviously JJK season two is kind of half and half. On one hand, it has some of the highest peaks we've ever seen in animation. Like, for example, I think yesterday came out probably the best animated episode of the entire year, almost by far surpassing the second best animated episode, Zero vs. King by Miles. And it's really not even close. And the fact is that JJK is consistently having these really, really good looking episodes. Like episode 13 looks absolutely ridiculous. That's Yuji Itadori versus Choso. Again, one of the best animated episodes of the year, but it doesn't compare to this newest one. But at the same time, it is honestly not that amazing at points. Like, for example, a lot of it is dropping off in quality. They're not able to keep up the same consistency as they did in the earlier five episodes. And uh, that's mainly due to the animators simply not having time to produce the episode and overall just leading it to ruin. Yeah, I think I do remember you mentioning, uh, like mentioning that, like um, basically the entirety of like, uh, or not the entirety, but like basically... What was it? It was the episode before this one, right? It was the where like yeah. Toji comes out. No, it was, I think the episode before the episode, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that one. I think I remember you like basically discussing that one a bit. And I, I think I also remember you saying some things about free rent as well in terms of like how high quality the animation is and like just storyboarding and uh, Sakugo, which I haven't been keeping up with the recent episodes of free rent, but I do remember just watching all of the first four in like one sitting. Yeah, absolutely. Free rent is like an anomaly right now. Uh, and it's really wild because Madhouse usually doesn't produce this high level quality. And then once in like every seven years, they produce something so ridiculously amazing that it shocks everyone. Seven years ago around, it was like One Punch Man season one, which was another anomaly. And then before that, they have what I think is the best animated anime movie of all time. And honestly, best animated movie of all time. It's probably Redline. And that was just fucking phenomenal. So Shit, I, I don't think I've ever heard of Redline. What's that about? I don't remember it that well, story wise. But from what I remember, it was like about a dude racing cars. The story wasn't like absolutely amazing. So it did flop in the box office, but it still was very, very entertaining. And it just looked really good. Okay, I gotcha. Overall, like as a casual watch of like JJK, what would you say your opinions of like the story and all that are kind of like? Honestly, I I really like JJK as a story too. I kept up with the manga for a little bit, but all in all, I just decided that it was better to watch a bunch of anime than to wait for the Jujutsu Kaisen anime rather than to read the manga because overall you will have a better experience in basically anything. 
well, almost everything reading or watching the anime rather than reading the manga. So I just decided to watch the anime. And honestly, the anime, ridiculous. Absolutely amazing. It is. Yeah, no, dude, it is. Every episode is just insane. It keeps you so booked. Even the episodes that don't look ridiculous are still really entertaining. Yeah, no, what what about you, Sky? Are you like caught up with JJK or anything like that? Uh, actually, JJK is one of, I'd say maybe my, I'd say top 10, top five maybe uh, anime. Just because of how everything just flows together so nicely, both the animation, you know, the voice acting, the effects, everything is just so beautiful with it. Especially with this new arc that's coming up, I have definitely been glued to my seat, I would say, with how uh, just great everything looks overall. Yeah, no, that that's fair. Have you guys been getting spoiled, like, at all for, like, these recent episodes or, like, just new manga chapters? Oh, 100%. Literally. Yeah, no. No, nah, it's terrible. Uh, I think Chainsaw Man, uh, Attack on Titan, and Jujutsu Kaisen fans, like, they cannot keep a secret. No. So I watched JJK with someone, right? And I, I remember telling them when this new episode dropped, because I remember hearing from you, Poi Pop, that, like, this was going to be, like, one of the craziest episodes. And I was like, if that's true, then I just need to watch the episode ASAP. And I was telling one of my friends who I thought knew that I didn't read the manga. I was like, yo, new episode coming out today. Really hype. And he's just like, oh, my God. Yeah, uh, this person dies. This person dies. And then guess what? Next week, the other person dies. And I was like, bro, what? Actually, um, small little tangent off that like viciously reminds me of like the whole near five situation where like no one would keep their mouth shut. Like when referring oh, yeah, to it. Dude. Like, Obviously, like if you were a One Piece fan, you knew about it, and like of course, but it's still just like I think like a week straight Crunchyroll was sh- like the servers were down, everyone was watching it, no one could keep their mouth shut, and it was just hectic overall. But it was so just fun to watch everyone just scrambling trying to not get spoiled while still getting spoiled. Yeah, no, uh, I remember hearing about like Gear 5 a lot. That's kind of the reason why I caught up to One Piece just for that. To be honest, I haven't actually kept up with One Piece ever since Gear 5, which is probably going to get me in a bit of trouble with some fans, but I've just been focusing on other anime right now. I know that the end of AOT came out and, uh, my personal thoughts are I used to be obsessed with AOT and up until season four, it just kind of dropped a bit because like, low-key Aaron kind of pissed me off at the end (laughs) and so like and when I mean like the end I'm not talking about like 10 chapters before I mean like the very last chapter he like pissed me off with that whole thing when people were talking about AOT's final season I was just kind of over it because they also like split it up a lot like I don't know would it have been better to like if they had just like released the entire three what was they were like one hour specials right yeah the last two I think so yeah yeah, would it have been better if they had literally just waited the two years and then just released all those as like one like episode split up? Or was it just a better choice to go with one hour specials? I think the reason that most studios and most production committees end up trying to push out as much anime as possible, as quickly as possible, is really just because they like try to make the most amount of money off of it. Like, I think an episode that broke the internet that people don't actually talk about was the first episode of season four. Like, that was ridiculous. It like shattered yeah. the internet. Everybody was talking about it. And uh, since they knew that Attack on Titan could have that, rather than waiting and waiting for the right time to release it, for the production to catch up to itself, for everything to be good, they rather would just 
force it all out and force it out at the right time to get the most amount of money. And this usually leads to vast dips in quality and overall just not amazing situations for the animators and the staff. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being like people being hype for season four and then they saw like the CGI Titans. In my personal opinion, I honestly don't think that the CGI looked bad. Like I know I'm known as the guy that likes to shit on AOT a lot, but like the CGI was not bad for like what it was. Like people were treating it as if it was like the worst shit ever made. Yeah. And sure, they're like, what is it? Sometimes I guess for certain parts, it's not so pleasing, but like overall, the CGI was pretty good for season four from the looks of it. As someone who watched, uh, like shows like King and Ashura or Baki or like specifically the first scene of Baki where CGI was heavy in it and it looked terrible. Seeing the CGI and AOT wasn't like, maybe it was bad, but to me, I was so used to just seeing like actually bad CGI to the point where I didn't even notice how bad it was. I thought the CGI looked pretty good. Also, a small point to what you were uh, saying before about how, you know, like whether or not it'd be good to release something like in bulk or just like to split it up. I talked about this like in a previous episode that I did uh, about The Promised Neverland where they had completely just like pushed out like their second season like way too fast and it was incredibly sloppy not connected to like the actual manga skipped over so many things and the fans were not happy and so i feel like it can work like releasing something just all together can work and then also just splitting it up be that as it made multiple times a final 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 season and still work to aot i think it still worked to their benefit yeah it definitely I'm kind of blanking on like what would be a, an example of like bad CGI. Berserk. Oh. Mm. Biz- oh my God. How did I forget? Yeah, Berserk. Okay. Story is great, but you have to admit, like you have to look at it slightly critically and like you do have to just slightly say, kind of better. I'm not going to lie. I actually don't really know anything about Berserk besides Griffith's crimes at the end of like the the 1990 oh, wow. version yeah i know that it's like really brutal i i just know that guts and griffith had a, a dynamic because uh i don't know <laughs> in, in like the simplest way possible i uh, like, was like guts walks so aaron could run it's like if you think like oh like aot oh like that was like so tragic or so dark well then berserk is just worse than that i see Wait, Pop, do you have like any anime this season that you think are like kind of slept on that have really good animation? Oh, 100%. Okay. Uh, so honestly, there's two that really stick out and both of them are fantasy kind of isekais. The first one is, I believe, called Shangri-La Frontier. It's like a really entertaining story, first of all. But Aside from that, the production had a very good schedule and they were able to pull some names in from other productions. So basically, as a result, it ended up having this really, really consistent, solid animation, like three to four really good cuts every episode, which is um, ridiculous how much it slept on. But the other really big one is Shield Hero Season 3. And I think everybody's going to continue to sleep on this, mainly because Season 2 was atrocious. But Season 3 has some of the biggest names we've ever seen. 
People like Wellen Zhang, who animated the Naruto and Sasuke versus Momoshiki fight. People like Shingo Yamashitu, who animated some of the best animated episodes in all of Naruto. And basically just all of the biggest names in the industry culminating together for this one production that not even many people are really going to care about. That's what happens a lot. And I'm guessing they had a good production schedule and it was more of a passion project than anything else. But uh, yeah, I've been watching it so far, really enjoying both Shangri-La Frontier and Rising of the Shield Heroes Season 3. I can understand from a viewer's perspective how they would like not really want to trust the the animation for Shield Hero Season 3. In fact, isn't there only like one episode or am I severely mistaken? There's a few. Oh, okay. Yeah, but from what I've seen, it's pretty consistent. So yeah. I think that like honestly brings more worries for like maybe One Punch Man Season 3 then. I don't know. It sounds like more people were unfavorable towards season two. And if that's like how Shield Hero is doing, then like it's kind of worrying how One Punch Man season three is going to do. I'm assuming most viewers have probably dropped it. Honestly, I was never too fond of One Punch Man, to be honest. Like I loved the animation character designs of One Punch Man, but like the humor and world didn't really interest me that much. I guess. And one of my friends looks at me like I'm fucking mentally insane for saying that. But I, I don't know. It wasn't really for me. Uh, I'm going to keep it a book with you. One Punch Man is my favorite anime. I absolutely love it. I'm hyped for season three. But uh, I don't think it's going to happen. The same thing with Shield Hero that's happening right now with One Punch Man. Mainly because One Punch Man has such a successful manga. I guess you're right. Well, now I just look like insane for the One Punch Man thing. Well, I mean, like, if, if it makes you feel like any slightly better, I'm more so like in the middle ground of that. I don't like hate it at all. But like, I can obviously understand where like the appeal comes from. But I think like, and now I'm probably going to like piss off a fandom. I, I feel like it's similar it's in a sense of like, for me, Dragon Ball Z, where like, you don't really watch the story. You more so kind of like, you, you watch it for the fight. You watch it to see Goku or you see to see Saitama punch another person or monster, creature, whatever. And they either, maybe this will be the time where they actually don't die by one punch or maybe they will. That's just how I see it. It's not something I'm going to like actively be hyped for or like actively watch. To be honest, the only thing I can think of when it comes to One Punch Man and how I feel about it is like the fighting game. Do you guys know about the fighting game at all? I just heard about that recently. Uh, a little bit, I know. The only thing I'm going to talk about is just how fucking stupid Saitama is as a character in that game. Oh, for sure. Like, uh, like obviously, it makes sense because what else besides the one punch? But like, at the same time, what's the point in the game if like, he literally just one shots everyone? I see what you mean. Just like, canonically, he would just blitz everyone if he actually hit them. So like, what's really the point of having a one punch man game? If you are, then you would just put the other characters, but then it's not a One Punch Man game. It's a One Punch Man cast yeah. game. I also found out that like if you like somehow manage to beat Saitama or something like that, it'll just cut to him dreaming. So it, it doesn't matter. I mean, at least it stays true to the lore. Yeah. Actually, I got I got some. So you had mentioned that like you have been watching uh, Wave Up for a while. I'm on the spectrum, of course, that I hope it doesn't. I, I never heard of you prior to uh, this interaction right here. So I kind of want to know what got you into like animation. So funny story, the first thing that actually got me interested in animation wasn't even an anime. It was watching Mulan, which is kind of crazy. 
Oh, beautiful. Uh, it was a really good movie. I really enjoyed it, but I didn't actually start animating until I saw a TikToker that goes by the name of Gyro uh, a few years ago. Oh. And I saw one of his animations and I was like really inspired by it, I guess. So I decided to go and download some really crappy animation software. <laughs> And then just start animating. And then after animating a little bit, I was like, this is pretty enjoyable. And then I started learning seriously. No, yeah. I think that's exactly how I feel when it comes to like voice acting, where it's like when seeing someone sort of like not too far from you, like, because when most times you look at celebrities are like these big figureheads. But then when you look on people like sometimes like TikTok, they're usually like someone you could like run into on the street. And so seeing them do something so big or just so flamboyant or like adventurous it's always just so empowering in a way and it makes you want to try to branch out and hone your skills yeah for me i'm not gonna lie when i first found out about about play pop i I think the earliest memory i can think of is like the oiled up makima shit which big brain play on your end but also like what the fuck (laughs) okay so That was uh, probably the dumbest thing I've ever done. I got to check that out after this. (laughs) Okay, so I did it because I saw somebody else saying that they would draw oiled up Makima if they got to a certain number of followers. And I was at 3,000 followers at the time. I was just posting personal animations. I didn't get any professional work. I didn't know anything about the industry. I was at a very, very novice level compared to where I am now. And I saw this and I was like, hey, I can animate it. I can animate pretty decently. I can probably animate Oiled Up Makima in like a few days if I really try. So I decided, sure, why not? Let's post a video. And that video ended up going really viral for me. Uh, I think it's sitting like 900,000 or 800,000 views right now, which is really nice. Yeah. And it's always the dumbest shit that gets popular, too. Yeah. That, that's true. That's true. I don't know, man. What do we mean by dumb? That, that's, that's art right there. That's beautiful. My bad, my bad. Art gets popular. So for the next few days, I basically was, uh, well, for the next day, actually, I put like an unreasonable goal. I didn't think I was going to gain 7,000 followers a day and go from 3,000 to 10,000, which is what the following goal was. And I didn't think I was going to get that. And then I saw that my follower count overnight had increased by 5,000. I was like, whoa, I guess the video worked. I guess people really like Oil of Makima. I also woke up to, I think, 78 DMs of people telling me that they were going to come to my house if I didn't oil up Makima and animate <laughs> her faster. So that's also wild. I, I think they were joking, but... No, they probably were, but still. But I mean, did you? Yeah, I did it. I did it. He did. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. No. I, I, wow. I, I did it for... Re- I looked at it for research purposes. Yeah. Research, uh, of course. Right, right, right. Just, it just so happens to also be November, but, you know, research. Man, fuck November, bro. Yeah, and then people kept telling me that they did things to my drawings. Oh, God. So, no. that was an amazing Oh, evening. God. <laughs> <laughs> just I mean, hey, man. Hey, it's it's a compliment. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that. Just like, you know what? If someone got that excited with your video, you know, I, I feel like that just shows you just how good you are at what you do. Nah, bro. Chainsaw Man's fans are like the wildest motherfuckers, bro. I swear to God. Well, I mean, the main character is on a, on a literal leash. I don't think that the, you no, know, 
the fan base was going to be. Uh, I'm surprised you're bringing up that. Denji and not like the actual creator. Like he's pretty weird. Wait, that I actually don't know about. You don't know anything about Oh My God, dude. A little, like, I, I don't know too much. Do you know anything? Play Popper, am I going to do the explaining? I know he's a very weird man and he's done some very dumb things. Yeah, okay. I'll explain it. So one example of his weird acts that he's done is um basically when he was young, right? He had like a pet goldfish hey. and basically it died one day, right? There is all fish do. And I forgot what happened, but his girlfriend said some shit to him but he ended up eating the goldfish after burying it and he did it to become one with his goldfish or some shit like that well everybody this was a great episode i'm gonna see you guys later (laughs) no dude that's only like one thing the most infamous one is like that video of him trying to levitate like it was just him jumping on top of a bed and like thinking that he would levitate and shit Um, another one is like the story of how makima originated which is that one day a girl bullied him and he ended up really liking it and so that was the inspiration for makima so he's just a self-insert in a way i guess maybe <laughs> but okay wow this in my opinion is the weirdest thing he's done so on twitter he made an alt account and basically pretended to be his little sister like talking about her daily life and like how she really loves chainsaw man and keep in mind it's like an elementary schooler or something here's the thing he doesn't have a little sister in real life oh So I think that out of all the things he's done, that was probably the one that made me genuinely go, what the fuck? What's that one magician's name? So Houdini, I think he did something similar, but he pretended he had a son. It was just like kept sending him checks and stuff, but like he was sending it nowhere. But he just like pretended he had a son. It wasn't for any like benefits or anything. He just genuinely pretended he had a son. I I don't know how that happens, but yeah. Uh, Oh, another thing I was going to ask a bit about is that I know that on your channel, Boy Pop, you talk a bit about compositing. And I feel like out of most of the things you talk about, it's one of the more controversial topics when it comes to like Demon Slayer or something because people get really defensive about the animation and stuff. Yeah. Honestly, a lot of people, when they look at animation, take into the compositing as the actual animation rather than the movements and the raw sakuga itself. And that's a large problem because not only is it a completely different thing, the compositing, but it gives the idea that just compositing equals good animation. And that's simply not true. Now, the thing is, Ufotable does have good animation specifically. It's extremely overrated compared to what it is and i'm not saying that they don't deserve any praise they definitely do the things that they're doing nobody else has ever done and they definitely are one of the best studios in the industry but at the same time we shouldn't be putting them above things like kyoto animations mob psycho or really any anime with actual half decent animation now at the end of the day it is obviously what you prefer rather if compositing or animation but a lot of people don't really know the difference and honestly that's one of my goals on the app to just provide more information for the average anime fan so then it stands off this chain of like people telling other people which you eventually tell other people and then eventually it's common knowledge that compositing isn't the same as animation yeah for the people listening in do you mind explaining what compositing is exactly okay so to put it really really simply Compositing is like putting everything into one layer. Like imagine the colors, the line art, the animation, the filters and effects, the voice acting are all separate entities. 
And what a compositor does is they compile them and put them all on top of one another layer by layer and make sure everything correlates with each other. That way it all looks very nice and pretty and it's just really appealing to watch if it's done very well. It's a really underrated skill and it's ridiculously hard to do and very time consuming. It often goes very underappreciated simply because it's not always as flashy as regular animation. Something I wanted to ask as a, I guess you could say a uh, commenter, I know very little, of course, when it comes to animation. And I wanted to ask, and this might also be a question some people might want to also know, what is tweening? Tweening. Okay, so tweening or motion tweening is basically when somebody grabs a still image and moves it across the screen without redrawing the image. And they don't do any of the frames in between. The computer all does it for them. Basically, 3D animation uses tweening because there's no need for drawing in-betweens in 3D animation. It's already all drawn for you. So, yeah basically. I honestly didn't even know about that term until you brought that up, Sky. I don't really know anything that much about animation. Most of the like basic knowledge I have is from Pop. So like for other than that, I'm basically just like casually watching it. And that's basically how much like knowledge I have on the topic. And I think that's also kind of the same for probably a lot of people so I guess this kind of transitions into like the next question. Would you say that like you're proud of yourself and how far or like how much knowledge you've spread out there uh, for people on TikTok? Just letting them know how much actually goes into animation. Uh, yeah, definitely. Honestly, I had no idea that I'd even get past a thousand followers. That was really impressive for me. I loved it. And now it's to the point where I actually have an influence on the anime TikTok to the point where I'm literally the largest Sakugata creator. And while I'm not as experienced as debunked is in TikTok content creation in the Sakuga aspect, um, I am definitely trying to do new things. And yeah, I guess it's just really fun. I'm very proud of where I've come. And honestly, I think the most impressive thing about all this, which is what my friends told me, is that I did all this while I was 15, able to work professionally as a key animator. And then on top of that, I've done multiple commissions over $1,000, which is something I'm really proud of. And arguably the thing I'm most proud of is my animation skill. Because I don't know, I just really, really like the Sakuga that I animate. And that's kind of why I learned to animate my Sakuga. But in terms of the overall aspects of animation, I can't do Kaneda style very well. I'm still very limited when it comes to character acting. And honestly, the best I am at is probably effects anime but that's just because a lot of effects animation is pretty easy you just smear it a lot and then it looks really good but that's why i usually don't post my content because the majority of it is just practice for character acting and smaller movements which is something that a lot of people don't think is good animation also just don't really care about so i think i remember when it first came out that you had like worked in that field of it well like you were trying to keep it on the down low but then like someone kind of released it i guess would you say that kind of like it unintentionally boosted your career or like didn't really have an overall effect Overall, now I'm able to use it as like a massive point in arguments with random people online saying that I've literally worked in anime. However, I'm going to be honest. If somebody says they worked in anime, that doesn't mean that they know a lot about the industry. Um, especially freelancers like me don't have that much knowledge about what actually goes on inside of the studio. And we're really just typing to someone through Twitter. 
And that's usually just how it goes. But since it does get views and it also is a decently valid point, since I have studied animation for a few years now, I still use it every now and then. What would you say the most scary thing is as someone who's like gone on, who's like grown exponentially since or like more than you thought? Um, Honestly, the quality of content is like stupidly important. Like if you're posting really shitty videos and have a decent following, there's going to be a lot of people who aren't only jealous of you, but genuinely really don't like you. And since my videos are, I mean, they're getting higher quality, but it's really just me with my knowledge talking to a screen with Sakuga on it. It's not that high quality comparing it to other people. So when people see that I'm literally just talking to the camera and have something up on my computer, not only do they get mad that I have made such a following off of it, but they also just really think that I don't know what I'm talking about. And this leads to a lot of things with like internal bias and just a lot of things that people don't really like. You clearly have knowledge on your own field and it's not a popular one exactly. And you're like kind of growing that whole fan base slowly but surely. So I would say that in terms of your quality, it is there. It's just that like some people don't realize that it's not as easy as it looks. Like those people that really comment on your like the hate comments, they don't really understand or like to the extent that you know, even if compared to your field, it's not as much, which is why I've personally found your content so enjoyable because it is really, uh, you know, just a good way to take in knowledge on Sakuga, even if it's just a tiny fraction of what it really is. So yeah, is there like a specific group of people that you would like recommend to others if they want to learn more about animation on TikTok? Honestly, there's a lot of people on YouTube who know probably more than I do because they've been doing this for a decent amount longer. Uh, yeah. But it's also just the fact that there's just a lot of people in general now. Like the first on TikTok to talk about Sakuga was this guy called Debunked. He got banned a little while ago, but his account is back and uh, now he's pretty popular. He's the one who started it all. And now there's this little community of Sakuga talk creators. People like Sakuga Shoujo, um, Linux Anims Back Up, and Light Phaser. We're all in like this group and we talk a lot about animation. But honestly, there's one guy specifically on YouTube who knows almost more than anybody. And his content is really entertaining. It's pretty well edited and he really does know what he's talking about. Uh, his name is Monko Man. And recently he's been growing pretty quickly. And I don't want to say it's only because of TikTok, but honestly, he was stuck at like 5,000 followers and 4,000 followers for a decent amount of time. And then as soon as me and the Bunks and all those group of people on TikTok started gaining traction, you could realize a pretty large spike in their content and how much views they got. Genuinely impressive what you guys are doing because I think it really gives a higher appreciation to what really goes into animation because like normally you kind of hear about the voice actors, which they do an amazing job. And like occasionally people will like talk about animation, but it also kind of goes into like what you were talking about with like Ufotable and stuff like that. Like they have really good animation, but people don't really understand what I guess you could say, quote unquote, good animation is. So it's good to have that knowledge. And also, this is going to be going off a bit, like going off topic a bit. But I've just been wondering this for a long time. What is your profile picture? Like, I've always <laughs> looked at it and I've wondered what it was. Okay, so it's a, it's a dude in like an alleyway, I think, with cone on his head, two cones on his arms and two cones on his legs. It's really random. It's really funny. I just thought it would be cool. 
how I found this was my grandma sent it to me and thought it was <laughs> funny. And I thought it was also funny. So I put it as my profile picture and I just haven't changed it since. And honestly, I'm not sure if I will. I mean, yeah, no, it's it's iconic now. Dang, funny and sentimental. That's crazy. Is that, so you don't even know if it's like from a show or if it was just like real life. It's just a random image. It's just a random image. Yeah, I could get sued in the future. That's really funny, actually. I'm glad I finally got to like find out because like I always saw it and thought it was so fucking random and I had no idea what it was. Can cross that one off the bucket list. Oh, good thing you mentioned bucket list. I want to talk about ZOM 100. Oh my God. So I don't know. Like I would feel uh, that ZOM 100 is the example in most recent times where a company kind of rushes production to the point where it just kind of collapses a bit. And like, I think that the ZOM 100 animation looks good, but like, you know, all that stuff. So kind of crazy because of like how in the first episode they tried talking about that for a bit. And, you know, it was very ironic. I guess. Even the opening, I I remember talking about this a bit, but the opening was like very unfinished up until like episode eight. And as soon as they finished the opening, they just put the entire show on like delay. And so like, I I don't know if people know this, but the finale isn't going to come out till like Christmas, basically. And I think that's actually insane. What would you say is like the main reason that like all this stuff gets really rushed overall? Okay, so apparently ZOM 100 has a decently popular manga, which is probably why. Because a lot of the times when things have popular mangas and they know it will do well as an anime, they want to get it out as soon as possible for the right time to make the most amount of money. You can take a look at Jujutsu Kaisen, who has a very strict and very tight schedule. And it's a little obvious why Jujutsu Kaisen chose to release now. If you look at the manga... And if you look at the other anime airing right now, nothing can really compete with Jujutsu Kaisen. No other really big names are airing right now. And for manga, it's going absolutely crazy. With the Gojo versus Sukuna fight basically breaking the internet, it's definitely the most popular anime manga, at least right now. That makes a lot more sense, I guess. But, you know, it's just unfortunate that the anime just ended up collapsing on itself like that. Because it was a pretty good show. Like, what was it? I'm not going to lie. I had my doubts on it. And then that first episode came out and it was genuinely amazing. Like, very gorgeous. That's kind of how I got sold on ZOM 100. But the thing is, ZOM 100, there's a difference between a collapse and a drop off. A collapse is an example, is... Or isn't an example, but it's what like Hell's Paradise is. The characters are constantly off model. They look really funky. Features simply aren't drawn in. There's just a lot of things that aren't there. And that's what a collapse is, where the production doesn't even reach the line to actually be fully finished. But a drop off is more of where something starts really high and then goes to an average or low place. So this is probably the case with Psalm 100. Uh, I'm not sure exactly about if it had like a tight schedule, how many people they had on it or much information about it because honestly, since the quality dropped off, it wasn't worth talking about Mm. anymore. But realistically, the first episode was probably the best looking of the entire season. It's very arguable. And I think it was episode eight, uh, the one with the shark. That one also looks very good. But other than those two episodes, I'm going to be honest, Psalm 100 just really looked slightly above average. It wasn't that amazing. And honestly, the first episode was just ridiculously good, but it made the rest of it look subpar. Yeah. 
that's understandable. Would you say that like how much it gets adapted would also kind of affect that? Because like, what is it? I've realized now with a lot of modern anime, they kind of adapt a lot of things in one season that it causes just like an overall like skip in important moments or things that fans loved. For example, JJK, another thing is that people give it a lot of shit for not doing the poses correctly, such as like Gojo's I'm the Honored One or the Toji entrance and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, for the manga to anime one-to-one adaptation, I'm just going to say it now. That's really stupid. That's not how it's supposed to work. Manga and anime are two completely different forms of media. And while they do share some of the same visual appeal, a manga doesn't move. A manga doesn't have color. A manga doesn't have sound effects. And a manga isn't produced by hundreds of people at a time in a certain time span. Yeah. And then what was your other thing that you said? Uh, just overall, like how much needs to get adapted. Do you think that would affect like the scheduling and stuff like that? It wouldn't affect the scheduling, but I think they do try and adapt as much as possible into as short of a thing. I think because it makes more money somehow. I'm not even sure exactly how, but at the end of the day, if it's not pure passion for the actual animator side, it's mainly just motivated by money. Yeah. Which is pretty scummy i like joked about a lot the overall lifestyle of an animator but then you kind of see like all these tweets come out from like the people working there and how terrible it is that it honestly just sheds a light on how example being mappa employees are treated so poorly it's honestly crazy how they can get away with it what do you think would happen for the industry if like just one day animators decide to just go on strike for like proper pay? Honestly, I think the entire anime industry would fall apart for a little while, at least not permanently. Obviously, the anime is too big now, especially now to do that. But they probably would have to put all the shows that are currently airing on hold. And honestly, if they had a large enough strike with as much animators as possible, there's physically like nothing that they could do. They just have to pay them more and have to give them better hours. Yeah. When I was like talking to you before this, you, you kind of mentioned um, like how your deadlines aren't too bad. But like even then, would you say that there's like ever been like a project where you just started working on it and you're just like begging for it to just be over? Honestly, there's only really two. One time I had a really short amount of time to do a Ningen cut. What's a Negan cut? A Negan cut is second key animation. It's basically drawing the Ganga and applying the corrections from the Enshitsu and the So Sakuga Sakan to the paper. Basically just making everything on model and doing corrections that the directors want to the actual animation. And then it gets processed and goes through line art in betweening and all that stuff. And I had a very short amount of time to do that, but I was getting paid 90,000 yen, which is more than average for me. So I, I decided to pull like two all my just to try and do it. And I did it. I did it way quicker than I thought I would. So I was fine. But uh, yeah, it was a little scary. And then the other time that I had a really kind of tight deadline was actually for the Makima animation. <laughs> Not because I had an actual deadline, but just because so many people were literally blowing up my notifications to tell me to get this done. Because if you look at the Makima animation on my YouTube, you can see it. And honestly, it's really dog shit. The only movements or the only things that are actually good about the animation are the overall movements. They are really fluid, really realistic. It's always on model. But honestly, for the coloring and the line art, I rushed through it as quick as I could. Same for uh, the background. The background, I just got some other random do to do it because I was not going to draw all that. Would you reconsider doing like a, a remaster for a hundred thousand followers? Honestly, I'm probably going to do that. Yeah. Yo, let's go. I'm going to post it to Twitter. 
No, dude, that that would be insane though. Like high, like pure high quality Makima working. I'm sure all the, like the Chainsaw Man fans would go absolutely fucking berserk. Like your notifications are not just going to be 78 people telling you to get this shit done. <laughs> it's going to be like the whole fucking fandom at your door. I could probably like just post a video saying if I hit 100,000 followers, I'll animate the entire Chainsaw Man girl lineup twerking oiled up. <laughs> And then I get like instantly 100,000 followers. Bro, do it. On God, do it. No, because I don't want to like go through that stress <laughs> again. It was like really stressful. What would you say like your actual favorite pro- like favorite project is that you worked on? Okay, so I'll tell you why I don't want to say it. My favorite project is an isekai I worked on. I did like a little bit of key animation, although it was literally just a walking and talking scene. So there wasn't much to do. And the reason I don't want to like exactly say which or what I worked on uh, was because that I lose a lot of validity online. If I say I'm an animator, which I have used heavily and it's a pit I can't get myself out of anymore, which is kind of my own fault. But since I say I'm an animator, people expect me to be good. But if they search my name up and they found the really basic clip of just people talking, then they're going to think that I'm lying out of my ass so there's not really much i can do and it's not my fault that i get these clips i am very like below as an artist i'm literally 15 years old compared to literally a lot of these other guys i'm not even comparable so yeah they end up giving me still a key animation cut which is ridiculous but a really low priority thing um i made it look good i guess but it's literally the most basic scene ever dude i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i'm actually really surprised you're fit like you're currently 15 holy shit yeah that i'm older than you what the fuck i'm older than both of you <laughs> i mean shit dude good for you man that's actually incredible that genuinely caught me off guard but I guess I, I never really thought about it like that. That that would be something that could cause like a, a huge fuss with people, especially considering the type of content you make where you kind of discuss all this stuff. I could understand it. Yeah, I have to critique things. And if people don't think my critiques are valid, then it loses the entire purpose. Yeah, no, dude, that's wow. Yeah, no, I never thought about that. So would you say that like it feels good to be like kind of validated by like these group of people that you found online that like you finally like kind of found your place in like the um, TikTok basically or just you know in general yeah it feels nice I guess but realistically I wasn't even trying to be like an animation content creator like this anyway I was just planning to post my animations and grow that way and that's what I did for like the first 300 videos on my page and then I realized that once I did the mocking my animation, I could apply to the creativity program beta. You have to create videos over a minute long. And then you got money from that. And it was like a stupid amount of money. It's nearly a dollar every thousand views, which is really good. Like even if you just look at some of the most recent videos that I've made, one of them has 119,000 views, I think. I earned $119,000 from that video alone. And honestly after a while and you keep doing it every single day it really does rack up some money if you do get good videos and that's kind of why i just transitioned from doing purely animation content to this more animation knowledge based content dude that's actually insane i can see why people are jealous of you (laughs) i'm kind of jealous of you but i wouldn't send any fucking death threats or anything like that (laughs) yeah no but um yeah, I think that it's probably time to conclude this. It was really nice talking to you. You know, I, I've really learned things and I admire your work. And I hope that you genuinely do continue after 
you know, returning from your break. Where, where can we, uh, where are all the places we can find you? Um, I have a YouTube, though. I don't really post there. Mainly just TikTok, honestly. Okay. All right. Well, it's been fun. Uh, I'm your host, Fotaru, and this is On Cloud Anime, and we'll see you next time. tuning into this episode proudly presented by the APNM group a subsidiary of Alger Productions LLC we strive to produce content that informs entertains and adds value to your day we value your input and would be delighted to hear your thoughts in the comments about this episode if you have questions comments or suggestions please engage with us in the comment section or via our social media platforms Your feedback helps us shape our content and uncover new topics that matter to our listeners. If this episode resonated with you, we kindly ask that you rate and review this show on your preferred podcast platform. Sharing this podcast with friends and family helps us reach more listeners and continue delivering content you enjoy. For more information about the podcast, the host, or our parent company, please visit the link in this episode's description. Also visit us on YouTube and Rumble to see and hear every content produced by Alger Productions. Thank you once again for your time and support. Until next time, stay tuned and stay inspired.